guitar is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out The Big Rap Show podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. Be sure to check out G1 on Facebook and on G1Reads.com. Their G1 Platinum Chanter and G1 Platinum Reads famously played by the 2016 Champion of Champions in Verarian District. Plus, the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So many thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Yes, indeed. Welcome along to another Big Rab Show podcast. What about you? Hope you are all keeping very well. Yeah, can you believe it? What another crazy week in the piping world it has been. We have just so... So much stuff to talk about. It's ridiculous. Thanks a million for downloading, by the way, and for everyone for getting in touch with the Rab Show podcast this last week or two. It's just been crazy. People tuning in from all over the world, and that's probably one of the biggest takeaways I take from this, is that whenever you think our piping world is just like a little small local thing with only like half a dozen bands, au contraire, our piping world is Huge, and I have to say it's truly, truly international. I actually received a couple of messages through our Facebook page there to the Big Rab Show, and I actually had to run them through Google Translate because <laughs> I didn't speak the language. I think it was two emails we got, or two messages, sorry, in French, and I think one came through. I think it was in Dutch or something, possibly German. <clears throat> I'm not entirely sure, but um. Hey, it's fantastic to hear from everyone, uh, especially our European friends. So hello to everyone who tunes in, and I hope you manage to understand me, because, yeah, I'm not exactly fluent in English. I'm kind of fluent in Northern Irish. <laughs> so excuse the dodgy accent, by the way. A lot of our international listeners have commented on it. Yeah, I don't know if it's a, a positive thing, or I don't know, but... Yeah, what is what it is. And this week, of course, is St. Patrick's Week. Yeah, St. Patrick's Day this weekend. And I'm sure you guys out there in the piping world are going to be flat out busy. Because it's around this time of year where all of us pipers and drummers are insanely busy with gigs all over the place. And that's probably one of the biggest things that's been happening through our social media this last while is... A lot of bands, especially in the States, are all taking part in like different marches and parades and different gigs in pubs and bars, even in restaurants. Some people say that the pipe band's playing outside a certain restaurant at a certain time. A lot of bands are looking at a lot of promotion for doing, basically, St. Patrick's Day celebrations. Now, I'll put this on the podcast because I have time to talk about it now, uh, rather than the live show and what we do on Fuse. But yeah, I just couldn't dedicate the time really to plug every single band that contacted us. The level of messages coming in this past couple of weeks has just been insane. <laughs> and I have to be honest, there isn't a massive team of people who work on the Rab Show. It's just kind of myself and a few others who help try and put the thing together. And yeah, sometimes keeping up with the sheer demand can be really taxing so yeah bear with us we will try our best to get to everyone um but yeah you know there isn't that many of us on the team and we only have two hands each so but yeah we really appreciate everything that we get from everyone um 
you know, we get messages on the podcast, we get messages on the live show, uh, you know, we get messages to our Facebook, you know, say, oh, can you give us a plug, we're looking for drummers and all that sort of stuff. That's exactly what we're after. We'd love to hear from you guys. So, with that being said, I've been promising it for a long time, and I've finally done it. The Big Rab Show has an email address. Yay! Thank goodness. How long have I been saying that? That I'll be getting this organised? So, us here on the podcast. This is just for you podcast listeners. This isn't for the live show on the radio or anything like that. This is a podcast exclusive just for you. Here, the Big Rab Show email address. I want you guys to email us in. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Very simple. Very simple. All one word. BigRabShow at gmail.com. There you go. Can't get much simpler than that, really. I'll just double check. I want to make sure that I've got it right because I only just set it up. Yeah, let me see. Yeah, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Definitely the place. To send us a mail in. Let us know that you're listening. And also, what I've found that other podcasts seem to do, and I'm quite blatantly plagiarizing them, but feel free to record a voice message for us. Yeah, a lot of people like to do this on other different podcasts, and it works really well, and I would love to hear from you. So feel free, record a message on your phone. On you know, Most phones have audio recorders built in now. So yeah, definitely record us a message, and then you can email it to us through our Gmail address. So bigrabshow at gmail.com. Definitely mail us in, because that's going to be a particular part of the show that I want to have, you know, like, like a listener comments. Yeah. Or listener mail or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Grant. So, this is introducing a new section on the podcast. Woo! Change is good, believe it or not. So, yeah. I put it out this morning. First thing this morning that I was going to be recording this podcast today. And if anybody wanted a message or a shout out, all they had to do was comment below on the post on Facebook. So, here's some Facebook comments. From Jeremy Downs, he said he enjoyed the fashion topic. So, cheers, Jeremy. He says, how about an effective practice techniques and competition prep routines? Topic. That's not a bad idea, Jeremy. I think I'll get round to that. Also, superstitions. Yes, believe it or not, that was on the list of topics to come. But, yes, we are going to be talking about something entirely different this week. So, thanks for messaging, messaging in, Jeremy. Michelle has messaged in. and She's asked yeah, to give a shout-out to Chris... Yeah, we all know Chris. <laughs> Chris has matched into the show many, many times. So, yeah. Hello, Chris. How are you? Thanks a million for tuning into the Rap Show podcast, as always, mate. And, yeah, I think you you sent through a message to our live radio show on Fuse FM asking us to find a really obscure track. And I've spent <clears throat> a good portion of today, actually, trying to Google this bad boy, and I still haven't managed to find it yet. So, <sighs> Anyway, yeah, <laughs> always good fun. And Sam Roy messaged as well. He's asking a shout out to Raffrey Pipe Bomb. God, that Raffrey! Yeah! That, that's our shout for Raffrey Pipe Bomb. There you go. Now, as I say, this email address has been introduced specifically for you podcast listeners. Definitely, definitely get in contact with us if you can. Uh, regardless of what time or when you listen to this feel free and send us a message if you're subscribed to us on itunes you'll never miss an episode i always say it in each podcast if you haven't yet please subscribe on itunes and it's probably the best place to get us that plus podbean as well you can give us a follow on there and 
yeah, again, as soon as each episode is uploaded, you will get a notification to say, ding, Rob has talked crap for another hour. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely get in touch with us on the email, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Plus, subscribe to us on all of your podcasting places. And yeah, you'll never miss an episode. And hopefully on next week's show, we'll have some uh, mail to read out. That would be kind of cool. You know, kind of start off a bit of a conversation as well. What do you guys want to talk about? You know, suggest the topic of the week. That'd be cool. Plus, yeah, just, yeah, message in. Tell us, what do you do when you're listening to the podcast? Perhaps you're doing the hoovering, making the tea. I don't know. What I seem to do whenever I was listening to podcasts and stuff is I'm traveling. Always just to listen to them on the bus. The bus seems to be a great place for a podcast because it's somebody nattering in your ear. You know, it's like your own conversation that you don't have to answer back to. It's kind of strange. Podcasts are weird, aren't they? Anyway, Grant, it's that time of the podcast again where we get to look at the piping news. And there was loads and loads of piping news this week. that I have a massive, ridiculous script from the live show and that we had on Fuse this week. And it was just nuts. We had so much. So, let's start at the start. The Scottish School Championships were this past weekend. And the results... We're in. Now, I'm going to give you the results of just the juvenile grade. The Novice Juvenile MSR, third place, Ross and Carmarty Pipes and Drums. There you go. And second place went to Dollar, Dollar Academy. And first place went to George Watson's College, of course. Well done there. But lifting the Novice Juvenile MSR. Now, on to the juvenile grade then for the Scottish School Championships. In third place, George Harriet's. Well done, George Harriet's school. But fantastic performance. Dollar Academy came in in second and runner-up again in first place, George Watson's College. So it seemed to be kind of a clean sweep for George Watson's College. Um, I still haven't managed to catch any of the performances yet on YouTube. I do think that they will be available soon. I do know a lot of people were filming it. And I can only hope that they're going to manage to upload it onto YouTube. So, yeah. The Scottish School Championships. If anybody's caught any of the previous year's performances from various bands, it's kind of a hotbed of talent. You know, these this is the future generation of, you know, pipers and drummers that are coming through. And whenever you look at the pool of talent that's there, you know, we're standing we're standing on good ground, let's say. Well, McCallum Bagpipes, I've been talking about this for a little while now on the Rab Show. McCallum Bagpipes had their roadshow this past weekend, the 11th of March, of course, and it was in the Dunsilly Hotel in Antrim. Pipers on the night included Graham Drummond, Stuart McCallum, Willie McCallum, Kenny McLeod, Rory Crossart, Stuart Little, and Stephen Lesk. Now, the reason why I paused after Stuart Little there is because... If you haven't seen the videos of Stuart Little in action there at the McCallum Bagpipe Roadshow, oh, you're missing out. Oh, you're talking proper, proper goosebump material. Stuart played a blinder. Yeah, thanks to Loud Pipes Photography on Facebook, they managed to film quite a bit of it. You know, little clips available here and there. And I'm giving them a special shout because... Of the video that they've put up of Stuart Little in action. Now, this video, I have probably watched it way too many times. It's incredible. Stuart certainly knows his way around a set of bagpipes. And he played a blinder. I would urge you to go to Loud Pipes Photography on Facebook. If you haven't already seen the video, go and check it out. Stuart Little plays a set that would just melt your face. (laughs) 
<laughs> he would, honestly. Grand. So I think by all accounts, the night the roadshow held by McCallum Bagpipes was all really successful, and it's a testament to all the hard work of all the guys at the music service for Pipes and Drums uh, for throwing the event in the first place. It was all organised for charity, you know, and all the money on the on the night in question was to go towards the music service for Pipes and Drums. So, yeah, well done to everyone involved. I think a stellar night by everyone. Right. Let's talk about it. The biggest story possibly to drop this week, the RSPBA headquarters. Yes, for those of you who know and have been following us on social media, we reported this story as it happened. On International Bagpipe Day on March the 10th, yes, the RSPBA headquarters caught fire. Now, whenever I first read this, I thought it was a joke. Because most times we get things sent to us, oh my god, look at this kind of thing, and you click on the link and it's, you know, I don't know, a, a dog riding a, riding a skateboard or something. <laughs> it's something stupid. Ah, you've been rickrolled. You know, so I thought, aha, yeah, dead on. RSPBA is on fire. Aha, uh-huh. yeah. So I didn't even click on it, didn't look at it, and just went on. And then suddenly I got it sent again. And then a fourth and a fifth time, a sixth time, and I thought, uh-oh, something's happening here. So sure enough, I clicked on one of the links, and it was true. I couldn't believe it. You couldn't write this. You couldn't make it up. An international bagpipe day, the RSPBA headquarters catches fire. <laughs> like, come on, the irony of it. But as funny as I might have thought it was at the time, the irony soon weared off and realized... Uh, this is kind of quite serious. So, yeah, in the early hours of the morning, I think it was like it was half one, no, it was maybe 4 or 5 a.m., something like that, the blaze happened upstairs in the RSPBA headquarters. Apparently, an upstairs storage heater had malfunctioned and had caught fire. And as a result, the whole of the top floor I think it's kind of like in the roof space, kind of that, yeah, that all had caught fire. The whole thing was ablaze. Now, fortunately, there was a skylight in the roof, and it had blown open. It had, because of the intense heat and the smoke and everything and flames, this thing had popped open like poof, and had let most of the fire and smoke out through the roof. Now, the fire brigade who attended the site said that if this fire, you know, if this skylight hadn't have blew, you know, and hadn't have like popped due to the intense heat. Apparently, the rest of the building would have ended up. But as a result of this skylight popping, the whole building was saved because of this one skylight. So, isn't it weird how things like that happen? So, yeah, it saved the entire building from more extensive damage and possible a complete loss. The whole building could have burnt down to the ground. So, yeah. However, that's not to say that the building isn't damaged because there is this considerable water damage smoke damage and some heat damage as well and most of the damage has been to the association's trophy room yeah now there's been no reports to say if any trophies were actually held in that room at the time uh, but pff, we don't know uh, if there has been any damage to any actual trophies no clue. There's been no reports on that. But also, the area that was been used by contest stewards to store their equipment. So, that asked the question, what kind of equipment do stewards use that they need an entire room to store it in? 
I don't know, possibly those wee tents, the wee green tents that they stay in. And somebody had messaged the live show last night as we were talking about this, and apparently this could be their stockpile of clipboards. Oh, all those clipboards. Bert and Dan. Oh, mercy, mercy, mercy. What are we going to do with no clipboards? I, I don't know. Joking aside, though, yeah, I think it is kind of a serious story uh, where a lot could have went wrong but didn't, all thanks to a skylight popping open. Now, Ian Hamilton, of course, the chief exec of the RSPBA, was bang on site immediately, immediately as soon as he heard that there was a fire. And, uh, yeah, he said no band, adjudicator or competition records have been affected by the fire. Thank goodness. So, yeah, and if anything, after the fire was put out and everything, the AGM managed to go ahead because building control attended the place and actually said, yeah, the building is sound and you're okay to use it. So the office space and everything like that was all business as usual. So, yeah, the RSPBA managed to have their AGM on you know Saturday the 11th as planned. So that's quite cool. Now... Whenever asked if any of these records were lost or damaged, of course Ian Ableton said no, everything was fine, everything was held. Uh, but he also said that, this is quite reassuring, he said that uh, the RSPBA have a very sophisticated IT system. So even if all the computers in that office had been destroyed, they would have had a full backup of all the association's documents and information. So, yeah, as he was saying, if all the computers burnt to a crisp, all the documents and all that history and everything was backed up somewhere. So they had, yeah, plans in place, a contingency plan, which is, it's kind of, yeah, it's a big relief to some people because the RSPBA, let's face it, they hold so much history uh, in their offices. It's just, yeah, it'd be such a shame if any of that was lost thanks to a stupid storage heater. But, hey... Do you know, I put a challenge out there to the listeners on the Rab Show on Tuesday night. If anyone out there is a composer of any any means, someone has to write a tune called The Skylight. Do you know, really, like that thing, if that skylight hadn't a blue or popped open, <laughs> the whole thing would have burnt to the ground. And this would have been a much less jovial topic to talk about. So, yeah, someone has to write a tune called The, the Skylight. Come on, it's a given. Anyway, I'm not a composer by any means. Oh, I think, who was it? Holly, I think, had messaged in as, she, as we were watching, uh, you know, broadcasting live. And she says that uh, two notes would do it. Was it GD? I think, and just play them back and forwards. And I didn't get it at the time. I was like, what? And she said, I'm like the fire get outside. And I just got it then. <laughs> there you go. Grant. Okay, the New Zealand Championships. Let's talk about them, shall we? Of course they were this past weekend. We were looking forward to them now for a long time. And they happened. Yeah, and I have to be honest. What an amazing championships it was. I wasn't anywhere near it, but I felt like I was. I have to say a massive, massive thank you to PipeBand.com. That's B-A-N-N-E-D.com. Those guys worked their tail off and to be honest they provided some of the most professional live streaming i've ever seen of any event now that's even taking into account uh, the likes of 
you know, the, the likes of the Confederic and things like that, possibly even stuff that the BBC have done, uh, you know, especially during qualifying days, sometimes can be dodgy enough, um, you know, as the BBC are setting up their angles and stuff for the final day. Um, but yeah, pipeband.com, you guys worked your tail off and I have to say thank you. Or your international audience thanks you. Because let's face it, us in the Northern Hemisphere, we never would have got a chance to see or even hear any of this music if it wasn't for you guys bringing it to us. And it was simply amazing. So thank you to PipeBand.com for providing a full live stream of all day Friday and all day Saturday. It was brilliant. So for those of you curious enough, if you've missed it and you didn't see any of the performances at all, don't worry. The performances are all up on YouTube. The whole thing. You can watch the whole Friday and you can watch all day Saturday. Now keep in mind some of these videos run into about 8 hours long. So it can be a bit of a stretch. But uh, <laughs> definitely worth a watch. I can't stress enough. Because yeah, the wealth of talent down in New Zealand was just brilliant. And one thing I take from it. Uh, whenever I was watching the first day of the competition. When they were looking at grade 4 and grade 3. You know, the plethora of school bands and young kids that were coming through. The talent of these kids would just make you want to throw the sticks in the corner and never play again. <laughs> like, I'm in, I'm in my 30s, you know, and I've been in the piping world now for a long time. And these kids are, you know, they look like 12 or 13. And they're playing these blistering hornpipes and jigs and... Play it at full pelt, you know, and you're thinking, if I had hands like that, my word. Yeah, so I take my hat off to the kids, you know, they really are, you know, so talented. And, yeah, I think they're getting the right tuition as well, which is probably half the battle too. So I take my hat off to you guys down in New Zealand. Definitely a very strong piping culture down there. And, yeah, it was amazing to watch. Now, on the Friday, the first day of the competition... I have to be honest, I flaked. I didn't manage to stay up for too long. I think I managed to stick it until about maybe 1am, 2am, something like that. And I watched most of grade 4B, maybe the start of grade 4A, something like that. But it was all a bit of a blur. I was knackered and I ended up falling asleep. So that was a fail on my, my part. So I was all stubborn. I was going to catch the next day of the competition. I said, right, I'm staying up. I'm going to watch grade two and grade one. This is going to be brilliant. Can't wait, can't wait. All excited. And sure enough, I fell asleep again. Nightmare. Absolute nightmare. I woke up in a blind panic and the results were over. The results had finished. And I checked my watch and I thought, I've just slept through the entire thing. <sighs> nightmare. So, yeah, get onto YouTube. Type in pipeband.com, B-A-N-N-E-D, or even just search for it, New Zealand Championships 2017, and the videos are all up there. You can watch them from start to finish, the whole thing. It's fantastic. So, yeah, let's talk about an element of the competition that doesn't happen here in the UK. Now, this is the March past. Now... Yeah, elements on the day weren't great. It was kind of rainy, a bit overcast and very wet and miserable looking. And whenever I first tuned in, there was a lot of people standing around the main street. And I was what's going on? Where's the competition? I thought people were supposed to be marching into the arena by now and, you know, playing their sets like I was expecting. But no, the bands had to do a march past first. Now, this was new to me. Uh, this, you know, 
for competitions here in the UK, we just, you know, march in our circle and, and that's it. Do you know what I mean? We have maybe a grand finale where you do a march past. And then maybe after that, some competitions have a parade of the town. You know, where bands get to march down the street with the trophies that they've won. Um, but that's kind of rare. That doesn't happen too often. Um, so to see this, where bands actually, this was part of the competition. There was judges watches, watching them parading, like marching, you know, through the streets before they went on to compete in the circle. Now, this was brilliant to watch because, ah, I keep saying this, but hearing a grade one band or even a grade two band, you know, hearing a really good band play a road tune, but to play it so well, it still gives you the goosebumps. You know, like hearing a 4-4, even a 3-4, and probably my favourite to walk to would be the 6 eights. But to hear a real good 6-8 played with gusto and just played with precision, uh, you know, it does give you the goosebumps, you know. And it, yeah, I think it was a fantastic addition to the competition. And who knows, possibly one that we can consider here in the UK. I think we used to do it in Dunoon. I think I remember playing... Uh, for the call games and yeah a band as soon as, soon as you get off the ferry <laughs> you were asked to kind of you know walk up the street as a band and you maybe hadn't even tuned up at this stage i remember my memory of it we were there at like 9 a.m in the morning and we we're all standing around eating sausage rolls wondering what's going on and some guy says right guys come on gather up you're parading up the town and we're like what Competition's not over yet, lad. We don't need parade whenever we're done. He said, nah, you parade up there till the field, you know, to where the competition is. And then you start your competition. So, yeah, brilliant. You know, I think it is something that possibly we could do. I don't know. Because, you know, marching and all of that is kind of part of what pipe bands do. And whenever you see, you know, these big, big bands like St Andrews College and that doing what they do in a march past scenario... Oh, it's good. It's good. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, let's get on to the results. Enough blathering. Juvenile. Great. The runners-up with the city of Invercargill. Well done. <laughs> so, and then first place in the juvenile grade were, were St. Andrews College. So, well done to St. Andrews. Now, grade 4B. Second place was the Celtic Development Pipe Band. And what a run they had, actually. I, I managed to catch quite a few of these, actually. So, and then, in first place, City of Invercargill. So, well done. Grant, grade 4A, went to St. Andrews College in second place. And in first place, the winner of grade 4A was Hamilton Caledonia. So, well done, Hamilton. Is it Caledonia? Caledonian. Sorry there, never said that wrong. Well done, New Zealand champions. Grant, grade 3, the runner-up in grade 3 was Manawatu. Manawatu Scottish, that was their, yeah, second place. What a great result, all the same, yeah. I love Manawatu pipe bands, a great, great outfit. Grade 3, winners then, New Zealand Championships, winners for 2017, Scottish Society of New Zealand. Well done, so grade 3 champions. So, grade 2, Celtic Pipe Band of Nelson were runners-up. And the first place went to St Andrews College in Grade 2. So they were New Zealand champions in Grade 2. Well done. I have to say, St Andrews College seems to be a very big outfit. I know very little about them, to be honest. And I wish I did. I'm actually going to do a bit of research into them. Uh, I don't know much about St Andrews College. Um, But yeah, they got a runner-up prize in Grade 4A. They won the juvenile grade. And here they are winning Grade 2. So, 
Do you know? Each band, you know, I do notice, you know, they have a number one band, a two band, a three band. Do you know what I mean? They have bands in every grade, nearly. Um, so, but yeah, this St. Andrews College certainly, certainly seems to be going the right direction. So, lifting the national title is definitely a great achievement. So, well done, St. Andrews College. Okay, grade one. Runners up. Second place in grade one in the New Zealand Championships went to the New Zealand Police Pipe Band. There you go. Well done, Emmett and co. Definitely well played. I've seen the run, actually, from New Zealand Police. And from watching them the previous week where they were a winner, uh, but actually won a competition there the previous week running into the, uh, the Nationals. And they sounded great. Had a really, really good run. And, yeah, even at the National Championships, too, equally had as good a run, I thought, honestly, in my opinion. So, yeah, second place, not bad at all, New Zealand Police. And in first place, who lifted the National Championships in Grade 1? Canterbury Caledonian. So, well done, Canterbury. Always, always puts on a show. And, if anything, whenever I watched them in the March past, that morning, I was thinking... Oh, what a sound. It's just that was even at that when it comes over a microphone all that way over the internet, you could still tell they had that big, big tone, that big sound, you know? And yeah, whenever I watched the performance then again on YouTube, I could sum it up in one word. Boom. There you go. <laughs> B-O-O-M. Boom! I think somebody actually commented below as they were performing. And as soon as they hit that opening E, someone just went, boom. And I thought, that's it. That, you know, <laughs> that sums up the entire performance right there. Because they hit that circle with such authority. Oh, they were not going to go unmissed. Great performance from Canterbury. So if, if anybody hasn't caught it yet, as I've said, all the videos are up there on YouTube. Thanks to PipeBand.com. Definitely, definitely worth checking out. Such great, great music coming from New Zealand. Congratulations to everyone who took part. Now, I'm not going to go sit here and read through all the results blow by blow, because I will be here all night. But, uh, yeah, I think by all accounts, there wasn't any real losers. The event itself, from start to end, was incredibly well run. We were getting messages from a lot of people who were actually there on the ground and saying that it was a fantastic day. That they had the best time. And they likened it to in a World Championships down under. They, they said it was brilliant. They said it's like being at the Worlds. Except for not getting rain in your pint. <laughs> yeah you're not standing there eating a soggy burger. And yeah a watered down rain filled pint. So yeah. Plus there was very little mud up to your knee. Uh, but yeah I'm not slagging the Worlds by any means. It's probably my favourite competition as well. But yeah. I think, by all accounts, the New Zealand Championships were a complete success. So it was a big congratulations to everyone who worked pretty dang hard to get the thing all pulled together and get it organised to such a level as to what it was. So well done to everyone down there in sunny New Zealand. I'm really looking forward to the next one now. <laughs> Grand. Now, before we finish off the piping news for this week, I have to give a shout to the Las Vegas Pipe Band. Yes, because they are the last story on the Piper News for this week. The Las Vegas Pipe Band have started something. They've started a bit of a movement. Yeah. Now, for those of you who haven't caught this, this story broke, um, I think it was just over the weekend, actually. The Las Vegas Pipe Band have... How did I describe this? They are doing 
they're putting together, yeah, find the words, Rob. They're putting together a video. Probably the best way to describe it. Now, for those of you who have watched any of the Las Vegas Pipe Band videos, you can tell they're extremely high quality and very, very entertaining. Now, they have come up with this idea called the Pipe Band Creed. Yeah, bear with me. Don't worry. Yeah, go to the Las Vegas Pipe Band. Dot org. Go to their website and click on the Pipe Band Creed. On there is full directions of how you, your friends, your pipe band, your cat, your dog, whatever, you can be part of the Pipe Band Creed. Your, yeah, your video and everything on there and how to produce your video, how to send it to them, all of that. It's all up there on the Las Vegas Pipe Band.org. And I think it's an incredible idea. It's brilliant. Uh, we done a similar kind of idea before where we just asked everyone to send us in selfies. And for an entire season, we got selfies from right across the pipe band world. And, uh, yeah, we made a video out of them. So that was kind of cool. But this is so much cooler. It's ridiculous. They have produced a pipe band creed. Like, it's a whole script. And... Yeah, what they ask you to do is to read this script out, dressed in your pipe band uniform, and, yeah, send them in the video. And what they'll do, hopefully at the end of the pipe band season, was they'll edit it all together to include all of the pipe and world. And for everyone who's managed to send them in a video, you'll be included, hopefully with a bit of luck. And, yeah, this video will be released at the end of the season. And you'll get to see it, and it'll be awesome. I think it's a fantastic idea. Couldn't ask for a better idea. And I want to throw my full weight behind it. I think it's amazing. So get yourself along to lasvegaspipeband.org and check out the Pipe Band Creed. Because the Big Rab Show will definitely be taking part. Even though we're not technically a pipe band, I do feel we are still kind of part of the pipe band world, a piping scene. I don't know. Maybe we're not. Maybe we've no place being there at all. But, yeah... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a fantastic idea. Get yourself along to the Las Vegas Pipeband.org and take part. This is an incredible idea. Right. <sighs> time for me to draw a breath. Maybe even pour myself a cup of tea. It's that time of the week again. Hello, this is Fred Morrison and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Well, now here on The Big Rab Show podcast, we have a regular feature. It's the topic of the week. Yes, the topic of the week. And you already know because it's on the title of the podcast. And I keep doing that each week. I keep telling you what the topic is just by titling it. So yeah, we're talking about pipe bands and technology. Now, this is a massive, massive topic area. I think I want to try and break it down though and be more specific. What do I mean when I mean technology? It's such a broad term. What I want to talk about is... Pipe bands and the internet. There you go. <laughs> Pipe bands and the, the age of the internet. Because I still believe we're only kind of catching up. And one such area, I believe, would be in mobile technology. Because everyone's hooked onto the internet now. Everyone has a smartphone of some variety or some kind of a device that can get them onto the web. Get them onto the internet. And the reason why I wanted to talk about it specifically with pipe bands is because I have some extremely fond memories of the fledgling years of the piping world online. 
Does anybody remember is it Bob Dunshire's that website? I can't even remember if it still exists. But uh, yeah, from there, there was all sorts of links to pipe bands from all around the world. And yeah, I got a real education <laughs> from reading that website alone. Um, just realizing that, you know, the wee competitions we attend in Northern Ireland every, every weekend, they're just a small part of such a massive, massive piping world. Like, I had no idea that there were piping associations in Austria and Denmark, and just as we were talking about New Zealand and Australia, I had no clue. Because whenever the internet was first coming about, I was about, what, 12, 13 at the time, maybe? And I was discovering the internet and discovering, well, you know, I'm into pipe bands. Let's stick into, was it Yahoo or maybe even AOL at the time? You know, let's type in pipe band and see what comes up. And sure enough, Bob Dunshires was one of the first ones that came up. And it seemed to be just a whole big collection of links. And you clicked on each one and it brought you to a pipe band. And basically it was like a one-page advert saying, Hey, we're a pipe band from California. We practice in somebody's, you know, backyard. Uh, Here's a telephone number if you want to join. And, you know, that was kind of the fledgling thing. But now, with pipe bands... (laughs) You just have to look at their websites now. They are so professional and so good. You really can't fault them. Like, I do have some favourites, I'm not going to lie. I have to be honest, the Field Marshals website is probably up there. It's pretty good. And also, another favourite of mine would be Boghall. Boghall's website's fantastic as well. I really enjoy looking through that. Um... Also, I think that it's an larger tool of a website at the time. I do remember them having one. I'll have to have another look. But either way, pipe bands now know the you know the whole the internet age is here, and they realise that having a domain or having a space online is all part and parcel of being part of you know the twenty first century. Nonetheless, our association, the RSPBA and the RSPBA and I, for that matter, have been dragged along kicking and screaming. They have their own websites as well. And some people argue saying their websites are good. Some people say their websites are bad and that they should possibly you know, hold a lot more information than what they do. Now, what I actually use their websites for, now I'll put my hands up and I don't know whether you guys will use these like these as well, but I do. I look back at old competition results from way back. Now, I maybe go as far back, I think maybe even 2000, 2001, I think, RSPBA and I goes to. And I look at who won the Ulster Championships, you know, back in 2000 and whatever. Because as you're ch- chatting away to people and say, oh, do you remember when such and such lifted the All-Ireland? What? No? And then you end up having to go into the, the website to check it. So, <clears throat> that's... Kind of mostly the reason I use these websites, you know, just to kind of check the calendar, see what competition's coming up. But I know that I know what's coming anyway. Uh, but other than that, yeah, yeah I kind of use it just as kind of like a memory bank for previous competition results. Do any of you guys feel the same way about our association's websites? Perhaps they could be doing more online. I don't know, but their own websites themselves. Yeah, they lend themselves pretty well to the 21st century, I'm not going to lie. So, our piping world and technology. 
I'm talking about websites, and of course I can't neglect to talk about the Pipe Band Hub. Have you guys checked out the pipebandhub.com or .co.uk? The Pipe Band Hub have a website. Oh my word. Go and check out this website. If you haven't seen it yet, where have you been? The Pipe Band Hub is exactly that. The Pipe Band Hub. They have everything on there. Including, and I've used these on the radio show before. They have a large, large library. Of recordings of pipe bands. From years ago. And it's just fascinating. What Listening to these. And... They're produced in really high quality as well. I'm not sure how he managed to get his mitts on these recordings, but the Pipe Band Hub is such a good website. I really can't stress enough. Plus, he's also probably sharper on the news stories than what I would be. He would pick up on them first, and then I would go, oh, look at this. Yeah, Pipe Band Hub's already got it. So <laughs> go and check it out. The Pipe Band Hub's website is simply amazing. Now, this isn't an advert at all by any means. I'm just here talking about pipe bands and technology. And I think that's one such website that I would refer to an awful lot. You know, definitely worth a look. Plus, our good mates in the podcasting world, the Grace Note Vortex, they have their brand new website up and running as well. So that is a shameless plug. This is an advert. Go and check out the Grace Note Vortex website. Just now that we're talking about websites. But, yes... I'm not just going to talk about the internet and websites. Of course, I'm going to be talking about social media. Yes, technology has brought us so much connectivity that social media has become part and parcel of every piper and drummer's life. Now, the Big Rab Show probably wouldn't exist to half of the level that we are if it wasn't for social media. Now, I have to say a massive I love you to everyone who's on our Facebook page. Because you guys rock. I have to be honest, you really do. I love everyone who's on our Facebook page. You guys are awesome. You comment and stuff, you like it, you share it, you do all of that stuff. You're constantly interacting with the show. And that's what makes it awesome. And I suppose that's kind of the whole idea. Some pipe bands do embrace social media. There are a lot of pipe bands out there who post regular content, be it photographs, little news stories of what's coming up, or even, yeah, little videos of band practices and things like that. You know, they do have a social media presence. Um, But a lot of pipe bands also get it wrong. There's a lot of pipe bands that maybe open up a page and then don't look at it and completely neglect it. And then... Somebody mentions it at band practice some night and go, oh yeah, maybe we should post something. And then whenever they go to look to get into it again, nobody remembers the password. Do you remember the email address that that was created on? And no, nobody can remember. And then you have to create another page. And then it turns out there's like five different pages all with the one band name. And it's just a bit of a mess. But it has happened. I've seen it happen before. And it's a real shame. But, you know, some bands do get it wrong. But some bands also get it really, really right. Now, this is the thing. I was hoping to run... You remember we done the Big Rap Show Awards? We ran those on the the live show. And they were really pretty good, but a lot of people enjoyed it. But one of the things I wanted to put out, and I thought it might be a bit too controversial for the live show, but I wanted to see who people loved on social media. You know, who had the best social media presence on there. And... 
yeah, decided to go with it anyway. And yeah, it was really interesting watching the feedback coming in. Because most of the people, whenever they talked about social media, talked about the pipe band hub, talked about the big rab show. There was very little in the way of pipe bands that came through. You know, there wasn't actual, like say, Bog Hall and Bathgate or, you know, there wasn't a one particular pipe band that people singled out as being great on social media, which is a bit of a shame, really. <clears throat> but then again, I have to stress, social media has also done an incredible amount of damage to the pipe band world. Yeah, it hasn't all been plain sailing. Uh, yeah, does everybody remember the whole debacle with Jim Kilpatrick? The legend himself and his suspension that managed to get him banned from playing at a world championships. Yes, we're not going to talk entirely about that topic altogether now, are we? But yeah, at the time it was pretty controversial and set a precedent, I think, uh, for a lot of people now on social media, especially in the pipe band world, to remain tight-lipped. Because our association didn't take kindly to some of the comments and things that were posted. and hmm. Anyway, we still find ourselves in a social media age. And <laughs> some of it good, some of it bad. It's just a bit of a minefield at the moment. And to be honest, I think our piping associations all around the world, not just here in the UK, but I think all around the world are still trying to get to grips with the animal and trying to figure out this beast that is social media. You know, how do we handle things in the Twitter age? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and things can be, you know, news can travel so fast over social media. It's ridiculous. Sometimes a story breaks before even, you know, the people themselves involved in the story knows that it's happened. And that has happened before. Ah, anyway, I will adjust myself in my chair. I, don't need, I wanted to talk about social media being such an animal. Websites as well being an incredible source of, um, yeah, either being done really right or also being done really wrong. But I wanted to talk about apps. Because as I said there at the very beginning of this topic, everyone <clears throat> has a smartphone or a, a device of some kind that allows them to be connected to the internet. So I'm just switching my phone on here. I'm sure you can hear that in the background. Now what I've done is I connected myself to the Google Play Store. I have an Android phone. And I looked at the Play Store and I typed in the word bagpipe. Right? Now you can imagine the amount of random crap that I got on the Google Play Store. <clears throat> I remember doing this on the Apple Store as well. I did have an iPhone once. And I typed in, typed in the word bagpipe. And <sighs> some of the stuff you get was just pure dung. And <laughs> I have to say, it's probably an area that's been a bit neglected by the piping world. Why aren't there more bagpipe-orientated apps? Now, to be honest, the Big Rab Show would probably deserve a really good app, but I have not the first idea how to go about making one. Now, our good sponsors here, G1, of course. G1 Bagpipes have a, an app on there, and that's worth checking out, because it is actually pretty good. So G1 Bagpipe reads, it's on there. It's on the Google Play Store. Go and check that out. They give a full listing of you know their products, and even they give you a bit of background about the company and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, go and check that out. The, you know, their app is there. But um, I wanted to give you an example of something that I managed to find on the Play Store, which kind of rings true for what you find on the Apple Store as well. 
This is just simply called bagpipe. Okay? And I've clicked on the app and I have like a really terrible looking tartan background and what looks to be two sticks side by side with black dots. Now I think the idea is is if I click this on button and start pressing buttons, these black dots that I'll start playing bagpipes. Now no laughing. I am a drummer. I'm definitely not a piper. But this is an app. And I don't think, honestly, that any self-respecting piper would be able to play a tune on this. So, here goes. Oh, listen to that drone tone, man. Listen. Isn't that amazing? Let me hit a note here. Oh, turn that off. Isn't that terrible? Why is it when technology looks at bagpipes, that's the sound they come up with? Oh, doesn't that just sound awful? Come on. <laughs> but, yeah, that's a wee free app for your phone that you can download. And it's supposed to, yeah, let you play the bagpipes. That is just terrible. If anyone out there thinks that's what a set of bagpipes sounds like, you need a good slap. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, take your headphones off if you're listening on headphones or even just press pause on the podcast and get someone to slap you. Because if you think that's what bagpipes sound like... You're wrong. That's not how bagpipes sound. Whoever developed that app, I don't know. Desperate. <clears throat> anyway, that's what we're up against. And I think that's what the bagpiping world is lacking, you know, in the app world. We're kind of missing the boat here on mobile technology. Now, I did notice there's also a bunch of apps in there for bagpipe tuners. Now, I've downloaded a couple of these and tried them out. Now, I haven't got a set of pipes to try them on, but... Uh, Whenever I was looking at them in the settings and everything, and, uh, you know, more, normally would look at, you know, settings like 442 or, you know, anything like that. No, they're based on guitar tuners. They're all guitar tuners, just with different branding. Bagpipe tuner, you, you, you know, you flick the app on and then you find, you know, there's Gibson written above it or, you know, Fender or <laughs> something like that. And you're like, I thought this was a bagpipe tuner. So... Yeah, there are a few branded bagpipe tuner apps out there. There are ones as well that you can pay for. Um, I haven't had a chance to look at those. Perhaps, you know, they are worth their salt. I don't know. But I'll be honest, I haven't seen anyone tuning a set of bagpipes with a mobile phone yet. So I don't know if they're going to be worth the cash. So I do think it's, you know, I think the piping world is a lot to catch up on there. You know, with iPads and tablets and you know, well, cellular phone, tel- you know, telephones and all that, and everyone's pocket nowadays or in their backpack, whatever. Everyone has access to these devices now. And, yeah, the piping world is kind of lacking on the app front. So, that, hey, here, I'll put that out there. If any of you guys are app developers and you fancy putting one together for the Rab Show, definitely give us a shout. We would love to hear from you. You know, putting an app together for the Rab Show, that would be amazing. Wouldn't it though? Yeah, and I think even the Pipe Band Hub had delved into getting an app together. I think I still have it actually, the Pipe Band Hub app. 
I think I have it here. Uh, yeah. And again, I think it was just basically an app that provided links to everything that they already provided on their website. So it was really handy, actually. Because see, whenever you're out and around and you don't want to have to start clicking through, you know, web pages and everything, to have an app on your phone where you just click, you know, two buttons, you know, with a thumb or whatever, and bing, up comes the information. It's fantastic. So the world of apps and the piping world, I think, is severely lacking. But then again, that's just my opinion. You know, I can say my opinion here in the podcast. I'm not ruled by Ofcom. Yes! So, <laughs> I am open to suggestion, though. I'm not saying I'm right. You know, if you guys out there have some particular apps that you use, be they Apple-based or Android-based or whatever, definitely let me know. You know, if you guys have an app that you think, no, oh, Rob, you're wrong, you're, you're full of it, you haven't seen this app yet, definitely send me an email let me know about it even send me a link or whatever just let me know about the app because i i'm big up on the apps i do love my technology and stuff and yeah i would love to see it you know if the piping world's being brought into the 21st century with an app and stuff that would be great i would love to see it now i'm not going to talk about the elephant in the room because that's going to be a topic for another show someone had asked whenever it was going to be talking about technology yeah, because I was chatting away to a few friends before I came onto the podcast. This is, uh, oh, you're going to be chatting about technology. Great. You can chat all about your live streaming. Now, this is a different topic. It ties in with social media. You guys know, of course, that on the Big Rab Show Facebook page, we have been live streaming. We live stream probably most of the time on our on our live radio show. You know, we do the odd live video on there. And we also do live streaming for competitions. You know, we live stream performances of bands plus results as well we've managed to provide that last season so yeah that ties in with social media some people love it some people some people also seem to hate it i don't understand why and that is kind of the conversation i want to have on another podcast live streaming is a different animal altogether and again i think it's one where people kind of polarize their opinions on the whole thing some people love the live streaming feature on Facebook and on Twitter, but other people really despise it. So we will talk about it on another podcast. Until then, <laughs> please email me to bigrabshow at gmail.com. It's finally been set up. And if you can, take the time, take two or three minutes or whatever, record an audio message and it will form part of next week's podcast we are going to have a section on next week's podcast which will be listener mail there you go so be it a shout out even if you just want to send a quick email or a comment or whatever just say say hello to big john lives down the road loves to hear highland cathedral i think he's dead on you should give him a big shout in the rap show by if you want to do that feel free (laughs) (laughs) What am I on? But, yeah, if you have any opinions at all on any of the previous topics that we've talked about here on The Rab Show, and we've covered a lot of ground already, you know? Wow. Covered a lot of ground. So, definitely. If you have any commentary at all, even if you just want to say hello, please do message in. Can't stress it enough, because it'll form part of the next show. We'll have a a section. Listener mail. Email us in. BigRabShow at gmail.com Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Many thanks to our sponsors, good friends there at G1 Reads. Be sure to check them out on Facebook and at g1reads.com 
The G1 Platinum Chanter is played by bands around the world, producing that rich, full-bodied tone. If you don't believe me, just listen to our Champion of Champions 2016 in Verarian District. Many thanks to our good mates there at G1, and until next time, we'll see you right here in the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best.